What's up, everybody? Common Ground Football Podcast, episode number 61. Title this week, We All Make Choices. I thought that was a fitting title. It's draft week, and all the draft is, is teams making choices on their future. They choose players that they hope get them the ultimate prize, but they also make choices on who to pay, who not to pay, who to move on from, and all these choices outside the draft. It's a big week. Lots of choices being made. All you can do is sit back and hope your team doesn't make any of the wrong choices. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Welcome, everybody, to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Brian McLaughlin here, the Seahawks fan. Unfortunately, flying solo again tonight. My buddy, the Cowboys fan, Andrew Guzman, is unfortunately under the weather. And with his work schedule and the draft coming up, we couldn't wait, couldn't skip the week. So I decided to uh, go ahead and unfortunately do it without him. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't think I've done a full I guess I've done a couple by myself, but a full episode. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So uh, episode 61, we all make choices. Um, this is draft week. This is a huge week for football. Uh, and kind of caps off what I like to call the first half of the off offseason. Uh, because between now and training camp, it's just, you know, mini camps and rumors and information. And who knows? Just a bunch of, you know, no fun, basically. So. Find yourself another sport to attach to, another a sport, another sport to attach to, whether it be uh, uh, baseball like me, uh, golf like me. Uh, I just got done watching incredible Stanley Cup playoffs for hockey. Can't wait for Seattle to get a team. Uh, we have one more episode to go. We will recap what go, what went down in the draft next week. Uh, I'm hoping Andrew feels better and he can uh, join me next week and uh to do our season finale show we've we've made it a whole a whole season whole nother season season two will be done we'll take our little break and then we'll come back um during training camp or right right before training camp starts so kind of exciting i will try to highlight both teams in what i'm talking about today uh no guarantee though because i uh, you know as as many of you know and hopefully all of you understand i'm not a cowboys fan I don't know much about the Cowboys. I know some of their players, and I did watch a lot of Cowboys football this year. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a Seahawks fan. So, but this show is Seahawks and Cowboys, and trying to find common ground between the two teams, and and so I will uh, I'll touch on it a little bit. So we'll go through some news for each team. Um, I'm going to talk about the draft. We had huge news on the Seahawks side of things this week and or today actually uh that went down perfect timing normally we record an episode get it all done release it and that very next morning that's some big news drops always in the last two weeks uh we've been pretty dang lucky where big news has dropped right before we record and so we actually get to talk about it so that's uh lucky me um and then we're going to do social media mailbag dennis from ohio and his new 
um, segment where he gets his own little piece of the show. He's got a question for us that I guess I'll answer by myself and, uh, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. So, uh, if you're, uh, if you're ready, I'd say we just jump right into some Cowboys news. Let me go, um, take a, an anti-nausea medication real quick and then we can get right to it. All right. <clears throat> Took a pill. I feel better. I think I can handle this now. It's still disgusting. It really hurts me that I have to do this. So, all right. Uh, down in Dallas, what's going on down there? Um, schedules released last week right after we released our episode. So we didn't get a chance to actually cover those. Uh, so I wanted to go over Dallas's schedules. I'm sure Andrew would have done had he been here. Um, real quick. Let's see what they got for Ray. I haven't even looked at this yet. I'm so excited. Uh, they open up Sunday, September 8th uh, at home versus the Giants. That'll be a win because the Giants are a shit show. Um, and then they go to Washington, play the Redskins, and then uh, home for Miami at New Orleans, home for Green Bay at the Jets, home for Philly. They get a bye week at the end of October. Uh, and they come back from the bye week on a Monday night game versus the Giants. Another shit show. That'll be good. Uh, then home versus Minnesota at Detroit at New England versus Buffalo. So home for Buffalo. That's a Thursday night game. Then they have another Thursday night game. So they have back-to-back Thursday night games. They go to Chicago for the second one. And then at home for the Rams at Philadelphia at home for the Redskins. The bottom half uh, or bottom third of that schedule is kind of brutal for them. Um, I don't, you know, Detroit probably isn't going to be much, but New England at New England is always a tough one. We'll see what Buffalo's doing this year. Who knows? But at Chicago and then home for the Rams and then at Philly, home for the Redskins, who always give Dallas fits. So that last, you know, from week 12 to through 17 with um, two primetime games, so back-to-back Thursday night games, um, wow. Could get interesting. So hopefully they take care of business early in the season, get that record, get a lot, get a lot of the wins, as many as they can at the beginning. And as they get towards the end there, it's going to be brutal for them. But uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. It's a bummer that Seattle and Dallas don't play this year. That would have been a lot of fun, uh, as it always is, especially for this podcast. But that's okay. Maybe they'll meet in the playoffs. Huh? That'd be fun. Uh, in other news, Cowboys decided to pick up a fifth-year option on running back Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, for $9.09 million for 2020. Um, there was a May deadline on that, so they went ahead and picked that up. Uh, guaranteed for injury, and uh, talks have not started on a long-term deal. Obviously, their focus right now is Amari Cooper getting an extension there and Dak um, getting an extension done there. Of course, the Dak one is what we're all kind of curious about and watching uh, because of what Russell Wilson signed for. And of course, every quarterback in a team that signs their deal makes all the rest of them that are waiting for theirs 
kind of look and say, ooh, ooh, I want that, I want that. Now, is Dak at the same level as Russell Wilson? No, but he is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. They're America's team. Vomit. And so, I mean, he's going to demand some money for sure, and they've put their faith behind him and say that he's the franchise quarterback. So I'm interested to see uh, how that all turns out and what Dak ends up getting. Um, I've just... I find it hard to believe that he would get anywhere close to what Russell Wilson just signed for. But I mean, what do I know? Seen crazier things. So um, that is it for Cowboys news and about all I can handle without Andrew here to give more insight on it. You probably already knew that if you're a Cowboys fan. So good for you. All right. Seahawks news. Anything go down? Anything going on? I feel like there was uh, something that happened, something big. Um, as we inch closer to the draft, we had uh, Russell Wilson, of course, sign his giant $140 bajillion. Um, that's how much it actually was, $140 bajillion. Uh, had him sign his extension last week. And then, of course, with all that money going to Russell, the question was, well, what's left for players like Frank Clark? Bobby Wagner, Jaron Reed, um, all these guys that they need to pay or do something with. Of course, they franchise tagged Frank Clark. Um, and all of us fans were, of course, hoping that they could figure out a way to get a long-term deal done with him. You had Demarcus Lawrence sign his uh, extension, which kind of set the market and set a um, a base on where Frank Clark wanted to go. And once Russell signed his deal, we kind of knew that it wasn't looking good. Either they were going to make him play under that franchise tag and hope, you know, and pay him 17 plus million dollars for next year or for this upcoming year. And, and then see what happens for 2020. Um, or they were going to trade him and the Seahawks only have four picks in the draft. So as the last, the last several days, all of a sudden rumors are flying all over the place and the trade talk picked up really hard. Um, Seahawks, their price went out there. Basically they were asking if, if they're going to trade Frank Clark, they want a first round pick, not ridiculous and not at all too much to ask, uh, especially because if you're going to be, you're going to listen to offers always, uh, put it out there what you want and, it's one of those things where if somebody is willing to give you that, you jump on it. Uh, John Schneider, we can't we can't sit here and say that he has not been creative when it comes to the draft uh, because he is always has been. Uh, he will he will find a way to get more picks. That's just what he does. So with sitting at four, you thought well. Something's going to go down here, isn't it? Now, I, it's no secret that I, I would not have paid Russell Wilson that much money. However, like I said last week, I don't hate that deal, and I 100% understand why they did it. You have a franchise quarterback. You can't start over again. You'd lose a lot of fan uh, support. You just got to pay him. And we talk about, I talked about at the beginning how this, it's about choices and Seahawks made their choice and then they uh, 
supported it today by trading Frank Clark to the Kansas City Chiefs. So that news broke today. And uh, but I tell you what, do I like that they traded him? Um, no, but at the same time, what a win! Seattle scored. I mean, they they won this trade. Kansas City, not sure what they were thinking. Um, I mean, I understand they were, they're going to get Frank Clark, so that's cool. But they, uh, I I don't I, I Seattle won this trade one hundred percent. So what they get? So uh, they got a first rounder. So now they have two first round picks for this draft coming up Thursday. Uh, two first round picks, a twenty twenty second round pick, and then basically what they did is they swapped their third round picks for this year. So they gained a pick, awesome, and they freed up twenty million in cap space over the next five years because they're not going to pay Frank Lark. Um, and and they 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 basically showed you what their plan is. Their plan is, hey, we paid our franchise quarterback one hundred and forty million dollars. Now we got to get cheap with everything else. That's what we got to do. And timing wise it kind of worked out perfect because you're talking about a very defensive position heavy draft so uh it, it, it kind of works out for them frank promptly of course signed uh you know they got to sign a deal so uh frank clark in kansas city signed the deal five years 105 million dollars uh 63 and a half million of that guaranteed and so he basically he got what he wanted which was demarcus lawrence money and seattle just wasn't going to pay that they did not look at him and, and think that he was twenty plus million dollars a year uh, worth it. Um, I I think that he was, but again, you made a choice to pay your quarterback, and therefore that kind of takes that budget, shrinks it down. Um, had he been willing to go more in that eighteen to nineteen million maybe range, I bet you it would have been a little bit different. But he wasn't. He wanted that that big money, and and they weren't going to do it. So. Um, I actually, and I put this on Twitter today in a uh, couple, I mean, I, I put a lot of things on Twitter today, but uh, I, I got to believe that they franchise tagged him knowing they probably had no chance of signing him whatsoever. He, he talked a lot about how he wanted to be in Seattle. He loves it in Seattle. And I believe that a hundred percent that he does love it in Seattle and, and wanted to be here. Um, however, you could have let him go in free agency and, and you know gotten a comp pick for him, I'm sure. Uh, but you could also, with only four draft picks, you could franchise tag him. And then you could trade him and get something back for him like, oh, I don't know, a first-round pick. So I wonder, it makes me wonder, did they, did they actually have the intention of signing him to extension all along? Or was Russell the first priority and they knew they just weren't going to have the money um, – to do what they wanted to do. And I honestly, I'd be okay with that. I totally get it. I, I'm, I don't love Russell Wilson. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't love that deal or I don't hate that deal, but I don't, I don't love that they paid him like he's Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, I mean, for crying out loud, you're, you've got some fantastic defensive, ed, uh, edge rushing talent in the draft this year. And, and it's going to be okay. Uh, you hate to lose a guy like Frank Clark because that dude's an animal and he is going to go over to Kansas City and do great things. And I hope he stays out of trouble and I hope he succeeds there. The dude wanted his payday and he got it. So, I mean, good for him. 
Um, but he wanted top five money, and I just don't believe he's top five talent. He's great. Let's not that's not me saying he's not great. He's fantastic. And I would if they sign him to a big deal, I'd be happy to have him. Um, but he 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 just he wanted the money that that I don't think he was worth. And the Seahawks obviously didn't think that he was worth that worth that. So again, great trade for Seattle. Kind of puzzling for Kansas City because they've you're paying this guy all this money. You're obviously in win now mode. Uh, Seattle is almost like they're still kind of rebuilding that defense back up, and especially if they're going to be, you know, putting draft picks in there and doing all that. Kansas City is they got their young quarterback. They're doing what Seattle, half of what Seattle did, because Seattle did it all by on cheap for everybody because they drafted. They had the Legion of Boom started it was draft picks. Everybody on the cheap, basically Russell Wilson on the cheap. Um, Kansas City has got you know they're now they're paying you know 105 million to to Frank Clark, you know, but they got Pat Mahomes over here on his rookie deal, which is dirt cheap. But the problem is, is now you got Frank for five years, and even though that cap is going to go up every year, you still have to eventually pay Pat Mahomes, and he's going to want more than what Russell Wilson just got, and he's going to get it. Um, so uh, it could it could end up being a great thing for them. They could win the Super Bowl this year, and and on you know, and Frank Clark is a huge part of that. And we could all look back and go, hey, well, now we know why they did that. But it could end up biting them in the ass. And I think that'll be interesting to see. And, you know, I like Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are in the AFC, so not too bothered by it. It would be fun. Maybe Seattle, Kansas City Super Bowl. Hmm? That'd be cool. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Again, it comes down to, we talked about it, the theme of this episode, thought about it all day. The theme of the episode is choices. And the Seahawks made it perfectly clear what their choice was when they signed Russell Wilson. So, and, uh. That's all right. A little scary now. Defensive line, a little empty. Uh, this was an interesting stat. Interesting. See, I use that word a lot. This was a cool stat that I saw today. Uh, Frank had 35 sacks in 62 games in the NFL under his three seasons. The uh, rest of the d- uh, defensive linemen that are currently on the Seahawks roster have 43 and a half sacks. That's not too bad, right? Oh, wait. That's in uh, 301 games. <laughs> so, uh, yikes. It's definitely going to be uh, when you talk about draft needs and what they need to do in the draft. Uh, it's pretty pretty obvious what they need to do in the draft. Um, and then Jaron Reed, one of the guys that they're now going to look at, you know, signing to an extension along with Bobby Wagner. Now that they've freed up having to you know having to pay Frank a bunch of money, uh, he just had surgery today, which was interesting timing. Um, so, but he did and had sports hernia surgery. Uh, same same doctor that did uh doug baldwin i believe and um but apparently he'll be ready for training camp so they're not too worried about it his wasn't so severe that uh, it's going to hold him out and recovery times four to six weeks um but he's so you got that going on so hopefully he comes back fully healed from that uh and then um yeah all you got to do is have faith that john and pete made the right choice and uh only time will tell we will know uh very shortly it won't be one of those things we're waiting years upon years um we'll, we'll know you know based on their success this year and in 2020 and who they draft uh, maybe they get a stud and he ends up being better than frank clark that'd be cool so 
Frank Clark, if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you don't. But uh, thanks, buddy. You had your your three seasons here in Seattle were fantastic, especially this last year. It would have been great to keep you here, but uh, you got your money and you go do your big things over in Kansas City. And uh, congrats. Other news, because I like to make fun of Russell Wilson. A little bit, maybe. Uh, Russell just got paid $140 million. So he has $65 million signing bonus right away. Boom. Here's $65 million. So he decided that, uh, you know, Hey, I got to thank my, I got to thank my offensive lineman for protecting me and, and being there for me. So, uh, you know, I just got all this money. I, I can do this. Uh, he just gave him all uh, a gift, which is so nice of him. Uh, $12,000 each in Amazon stock. Hooray. Something about, um, uh, investing and I'm investing in you or something. I don't, it's pocket change for Russell Wilson. And it's just, I mean, I'm sure that they all love it and it's a great gift. Hell, I'd take 12,000 in Amazon stock. That'd be fantastic. That stock just goes up. Uh, yes, please. Uh, it's just kind of funny that he, you know, he made 65 million in just a signing bonus and he gives them Amazon stock. So hooray. Uh, and then we talked about the Cowboys schedule and what theirs looks like. And of course we can't end my, uh, Seahawks part of this without looking at the, um, schedule for the Seattle Seahawks. So let me pull up the Seahawks schedule real quick and see what they got for next year. Um, all right. So I start off Sunday, uh, at home versus the Bengals. Then they go to Pittsburgh and then they go, they come home for new Orleans that that'll be a fun game. And then go to Arizona, come home for the Rams. They go to Cleveland. That also will be a fantastic game. That Rams game, by the way, is a Thursday night game, but the Cleveland game. And I know Dennis from Ohio and his wife, Amanda, uh, they're going to go to that game. And, uh, that, that should be a, an absolute blast. Cleveland is going to be either they're going to be really good or everything's going to blow up in their face and they're not going to be good at all. Uh, after Cleveland, they come home for Baltimore. Then they go to Atlanta. Then they come home for Tampa Bay. Then they go to San Francisco. Their bye week is week 11. That's a good week to have a bye week. I like that. And then they play, uh, that's a Monday night game, by the way, in San Francisco. And then they uh, come back from their bye week and they go to Philadelphia, also a Sunday night game, so another primetime game. And then they uh, come home for Minnesota. That'll be a good one. And then they go to the Rams. By the way, those last four, San Francisco. So at San Francisco, at Philadelphia, home for Minnesota, and at the Rams, all of those are primetime games. Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night. Four primetime games in a row. Sweet. Um. Then they go to Carolina, and then they're home for Arizona and home for San Francisco. They literally alternate home away for most of the schedule until week 14 where they play two games on the road in a row at Carolina. That sucks, and it's a 10 a.m. game, which is just gross. And then uh, and then they finish up with two games at home, uh, Arizona and Niners. So um, that 
it's not the worst schedule in the whole entire world. Remember how I said the Cowboys schedule is kind of difficult towards the end, that last third of it or even quarter of it. Um, depending on how good Philadelphia is this year with, I mean, look at their quarterback situation. We don't know what's going to, if is Carson Wentz going to make it through a whole season? We don't even know. Uh, Minnesota, again, quarterback, what's going on there? Um, but Rams, Carolina, Arizona's not going to be any good. And then um, we'll see if San Francisco's any good. But that could end up being a couple of games in there being pretty difficult. But it's not the worst schedule in the whole entire world. It's not that bad. Uh, there's some games in there that will be hard to win for sure. But I like this schedule better than I like the Cowboys schedule. And that's not just because they're my team. But I seriously like that schedule uh, more than I like the Cowboys schedule. So uh all right let's let's jump right into draft preview this isn't going to be super extensive or anything else and i'm apologize if i'm like talking too fast or or anything but i'm nervous and i just i yeah trying to get through it man so uh, i'm not going to dig deep into the draft not going to be like ooh, they should draft this guy and this guy and this guy's from this college and he's a junior and he should do this i'm not mel kuyper and i honestly uh, we all know that Andrew is is uh, in this podcast. I'm a huge football fan, giant football fan. And I learn more and more about it all the time. However, Andrew is the one is one of the one of this group here that is super knowledgeable and and just blows my knowledge out of the water. He he it's ridiculous. And uh so he could probably get more in depth me like especially when it comes to draft i you know i kind of have some ideas on who i like to see picked i know what their needs are but when it comes down to it i'm going to be watching the draft and i'm going to react based on who they pick because we can sit here and speculate all we want and say "Ooh, i want them to take this guy this guy this guy ultimately john and pete are going to be the ones that say you know are going to make the picks and uh as fans we just need to sit back and and enjoy the show so I do more of a, just like this podcast is more of a a reactionary podcast during the season we we go week to week and we and we yeah we preview the upcoming game but it's more of a a reaction to the game that just happened what we saw what we thought uh, same thing goes for the draft uh, unfortunately this year we won't be doing our uh, our live stream like we did last year that was a ton of fun and I really wish we could do it. Again, Andrew's work schedule, it's it's super important with his uh, his new job. And it kind of, it just the way the schedule works, it's just we're not going to be able to do it. So uh, it, it's going to be more of a get together next week, talk about what, we, what, what happened, what went down. You know there's going to be some moves. You know there's going to be some trades. Uh, you know there's going to be, you know, shocking picks. Let's remember Seattle trading to pick a punter. And we all went, what the hell? And then Michael Dixon ended up being a stud. And he's one of my favorite draft picks of all time because he's a stud. So, um, all right. First round, of course, is Thursday night and primetime, and it's going to be fun. And Nashville, Tennessee is where it's at this year. Uh, that would be a blast to be at. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. Cowboys don't have a first-round pick. They first pick they've got is in the second round at 58 uh, Hawks have two first round picks now with the Frank Clark trade today. They have 21 and 29. Um, I have to believe, and of course I'm not personal friends with John Schneider. I haven't called him and talked to him and asked him about this. Uh, 
but I have to believe that they trade. They will, they will keep one of those and they will make a pick. They have to, especially with the big giant hole at defensive end that they have. Uh, but I got to believe with the way they operate, they now have the power with another first round pick to trade that to get even more picks and stack up more draft picks. Uh, John Schneider has made it clear that he's not comfortable with only having four. So now they have five. And I wouldn't be surprised if they take that probably the 29th pick and uh, and trade that away. Give that to somebody else and get some more second, third, fourth round, whatever they can get for it, basically. Uh, the best deal probably presented to them, and they'll take it. Uh, they need to stack up some picks. So will they do that, though? I don't think it's not 100%. I, you know, I think it all depends on who's available on the board. And... Um, you know, if you're if you're looking at biggest needs, uh, I looked at several different websites, people I trust in the business, uh, looking at you know what they thought mock. You know, there's a a billion mock drafts out there. You can put yourself to sleep looking through mock drafts unless you're into that. And if you're into that, that's cool. But I'm not. So, but you can look at. I looked at several different sources and every you know kind of wrote down what the consensus was on biggest needs. And for Dallas, it was tight end, wide receiver, cornerback, uh, and defensive tackle. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's Dallas. I don't care. <laughs> but but uh, I'll have to check with Andrew and see if, if that's true. But like I said, I checked lots of different sites, lots of different sources, and, and that seemed to be the general consensus was those positions. Seattle was a little bit different there were so many different uh, needs depending on where you looked. And we talked about it last week. Obviously the biggest need for them, even more now they just traded Frank Clark is an edge rusher. Lucky for them. This draft is loaded with defensive players. I mean, it is, if you want to talk about a, a perfect draft to trade away your uh, star edge rusher, this is the one because they, it, it, there are so many in there that they can go out and grab that, that have the possibility to be just as good, if not better. So, But when you looked at what Seattle needs, besides the obvious need there, defensive end, uh, safety, cornerback, wide receiver, defensive tackle. Now, I would probably put wide receiver way up there and, um, and then the secondary, whether that be corner or or safety i'm just not 100 percent sold on what they have back there right now and with them losing players in free agency and uh everything that's gone down this offseason uh, i still if if being a defensive powerhouse is still what this team wants to be which i'm just i don't know if that's what they want to be anymore based on what they're doing but uh you got pete carroll who is defensive minded coach they they need to they need to shore up that secondary and uh and make some draft picks there but they also need another weapon for russell so if they're gonna hopefully let him loose a little bit more this season and not just let him make him hand the ball off all the time and and only throw it when they get in the red zone um they need a weapon for him lockett's fantastic but is david moore ever going to amount to anything are any other guys uh you know baldwin unfortunately as much as we love angry doug He's getting towards the end, and his recovery from his sports hernia and everything else he's going through, uh, he, he's got a long road ahead. So uh, they need some more weapons for him, for sure. And uh, they might even look, you know, who knows, running back because, you know, they've got 
you know, Mike Davis moved on. Now they've got, you know, the Carson and Penny. They've got that duo going there. Uh, who knows? They surprised us. They surprise us every year with what they end up doing in the draft. So um, I tell you what, though, if at 21, if Brian Burns, and I said this last week too, if Brian Burns from FSU is still available, which in most of the mock drafts that I looked at say that he will be, if he's available at 21, that's who you grab. He's one of the best edge rushers available, and he fits the Seahawks perfectly. Go grab him. So uh, and if they keep both, so say for some reason they decide we're not, or they don't, maybe they don't get a, maybe they don't get an offer for that 29th pick that they like, uh, and they keep them both. So you grab Burns at 21, and then you've got to go cornerback for 29 have to that's just my opinion you've got those two defensive positions are huge holes right now and you can probably get away with tedrick thompson and um uh, mcdougall in the safety positions um but is trey flowers is he is he gonna work out um griffin had kind of a step back season I I want go go grab a really good corner, and and get those two positions done right away. Uh, doesn't mean you can't find a corner further down the draft should you trade that one away. But if if you are going to pick if you're going to keep both those first round picks and not move any of them, yeah, do edge and corner. But what do I know? I'm not an expert. So uh, defensive heavy draft. So perfect for the Seahawks. It's fantastic. And uh, I really wish we were doing our live stream. God, it would be so much fun. But here's what I want you to do instead. Um, Andrew will be working during the draft. Uh, however, I'm hoping he has access. Well, I'll talk to him, and I'm hoping he can get to his phone every now and then while he's on shift and, and update. So uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, follow the main account, and then follow us individually if you don't already because we'll have reactions on there for the picks that our teams make. Of course, his team isn't going to pick anything in the first round, so I guess it really doesn't matter until um, Friday for him. But uh, um, if you don't follow us already, we are at Common Ground FBP, uh, and then we are uh, Andrew is at Andrew Guzman CGP, and I am at uh, Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan, which is W E N S E A Sports Fan. So follow us on there. Not quite the same fun as a live stream, but uh, we'll, the rea- we'll have some reactions. Mine will always be controversial because that's just what I do, and, and people like to come at me and call me an idiot, and, and I don't care. That's just more fun that way. So um, it's going to be a fun draft. Uh, this is it's, it's a big time of year. I mean, it's, it's a, a huge moment in the offseason. you got a bunch of guys coming out of college and, and trying to get to the NFL, you know, follow their dreams and get there make some money and play a game that they love. And, uh, and then you got those guys don't get drafted. And of course there's always those diamond in the rough undrafted guys that after the drafts over, they all go after and grab and, and we find, you know, there's, there's, there's some great players that come out of that. So a uh, ton of fun and uh, it starts Thursday. So I'm ready. That's going to be it for draft talk. Let's jump into the social media mailbag. I put it out yesterday. We did have um, one. Um, let me jump into the tweeter box here. And 
see what we got. The uh, Thirst and Goal podcast, which is at Goal Thirst. Great podcast. Check them out if you don't already. Um, their question, uh, my question, with five picks now, what's the over-under on total picks Seattle ends up with? I'm guessing seven. Um, that's a, I kind of hit on a little bit, you know, what do they do? They trade away that, that, uh, you know, 29th, what are the, you know, um, I'm going to go one above you and I'm going to say eight. I think they're going to get creative and they're going to find a way to, uh, get, uh, a few more picks. They're going to do something, obviously trade away that, that 29th pick. And, uh, I think in the end they will somehow end up with eight picks total and and have a really good draft at least that's what i'm hoping so uh that's a fantastic question we'll see who's right about that in the end um that was it for uh social media mailbag uh, i post those i try to post those on monday before we re- and we record on tuesday nights so if you see those and you want to be part of the show um jump in there and ask some questions and we'll take anything um, football related, NFL related, Seahawks, Cowboys, and even Star Wars related. And uh, speaking of Star Wars related, uh, hashtag Dennis from Ohio joins us again uh, with his question of the week. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? Uh, so I have a Star Wars question for you today. Uh, there are many theories as to how Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker may end. But when I was reading the other day was that the Millennium Falcon may be destroyed. They actually say that J.J. Abrams would be very smart to do this. What are your thoughts on this idea? As always, great show. Hope to get on the show again to do an episode uh, with all three of us. Again, have a good day. and Talk to you later. He didn't do his uh, signature sign-off. Hashtag Dennis from Ohio. Uh, Dennis, also a, a giant Star Wars nerd, so he fits right in. He loves football. And he loves Star Wars. Uh, um, I have watched the um, rise of, the Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer probably about a hundred times. Not like watching the. I mean, I've probably watched the trailer on its own half of that, but I've gotten a real kick out of uh, watching the reaction videos. You've got the big crowds from Star Wars Celebration, and then you've also got um, just people who do reaction videos or just Star Wars nerds in general like me and uh, and their reaction to watching the trailer for the first time. And it's fun to see uh, facial expressions and then, of course, what they think. And uh, everyone, you know, especially with the way that trailer ended um, with the cackling laugh of what is obviously um palpatine and how he is possibly back i mean how uh, we, we don't know how but he is so in what uh form i don't know but to see everyone's reaction to that has been fun um as for dennis from ohio's question um like i told him this morning in a text uh i have been very supportive of star wars i did not hate the last jedi like so many did it had a lot of flaws, but I don't hate it. Uh, I, I just, I, it's a Star Wars movie. And I don't hate the prequels either. They're just all terrible. But <laughs> um, I told him this morning that after I listened to that message, if they blow up the Millennium Falcon, I will boycott 
everything Star Wars for the rest of time because they can they, they could do so many other things and I wouldn't care. They could make they could finish the saga off with Jar Jar Binks being you know the the true villain like he he could be the one or Jar Jar saves the day. I I that would be better than destroying the Falcon. You don't do that. And if there's a report out there that's that JJ should do that, and that would be the right thing to do. That's not the right thing to do. That's the worst possible thing you can do. That'd be dumb. Now, I, I unfortunately have a, I've had a horrible feeling since you kind of realized that they were ending the Skywalker saga, the way they've killed off Han Solo. And then of course, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher passing, which means that her character is, is, going to leave us with Luke dying or becoming one with the force. Sorry. Uh, it's only a matter of time before that poor Falcon gets hit. So, um, but if they do it, this will be the last star Wars movie I ever watch because, uh, that's bullshit. You leave that ship alone and, uh, she lives forever. Okay. That's how that works. Uh, all right. Thanks Dennis. You're the best. Appreciate you buddy. Let's close this out. Let's finish this off. I tried to do it under an hour, and it looks like I succeeded. Hooray for me. And uh, again, if I went too fast, sorry. You know what you can do an Apple podcast. You can slow us down. And it's even more entertaining sometimes to listen to podcasts uh, at half speed, uh, any podcast really, and including this one. We sound super special and drunk the entire time we're doing it. So, um, but I did want to remind everyone that we are, we're all over social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and of course we're on the Twitter box. So if you don't follow us on all of those platforms, um, or at least the ones that you use, uh, please do. And I, and I ask that because my, my ask in this episode is to sh- help us build our audience up. We're about to close out our second season. It's been fantastic. We have, awesome listeners. We're super thankful for anyone that actually downloads this podcast and listens to it on a weekly basis. And, and we couldn't be more grateful, but I want to build that audience. I want to, you know, go into season three with even more. And, uh, just because I think we have a, we, you know, our, the chemistry that we have, the fun that we have and, uh, the, you know, as entertaining as we hopefully are, um, I, I would like to get that into more ears. So help us do that by sharing whenever you see us, uh, post anything on Facebook, share it with your friends, let them know you listen and that they should check it out. Um, you don't have to be a Seahawks fan or a Cowboys fan, you, you know, and just being an NFL fan works. Or, um, if you see us tweet on, we do a lot of, a lot of stuff on Twitter. Whenever we post an episode on Twitter, again, retweet it to your followers let them know to check it out. And, uh, Instagram, Andrew's going to be posting more on Instagram next season for sure. And, uh, but when you see some posts go up there, um, you know, like it, tag some people in a comment saying, Hey, check these guys out. And, uh, and as always, uh, leave a review on iTunes or Apple podcast, whatever it's called now. And, um, and we appreciate the support and, uh, I'm still, uh, baffled when I look at numbers that um, there are that many people that actually listen to us two guys 
who love two very different teams in a little town in, in Washington state. So uh, it's very cool. And thank you so much to everybody who, who takes the time to do that. Uh, it's, let's get out of here. Draft week is exciting. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, learn these new, you know, learn the names of these new guys, you know, learn stuff about them. And uh, if they've got social media accounts, follow them. It's always good to show them some support, welcome them to the team. Um, they could be the, one of the guys that help get your team uh, to the playoffs and hopefully, of course, to the Super Bowl. At least uh, I hope so for the Seahawks. I, I don't care what the Cowboys do. And uh, just think the draft means we are that much closer to football. So enjoy the draft, everybody. And uh, I look forward to recapping it again uh, with all of you next week with Andrew, hopefully right by my side uh, to talk about his Cowboys so I don't have to. And until that episode next week, uh, I will say um, I can't say go Cowboys. I just can't with enthusiasm. Anyway, I just can't. It's just not right. So I'm going to say you Cowboys because that's what my son says. And then, of course, I will sign off with go Hawks. (laughs) 